Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that takes your career to the next level. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, author of Amazon Careers bestseller, Navigating Career Crossroads. Welcome back to my careers podcast, where I interview fascinating professionals who've made amazing career changes. Now, today, I am so honored to have Professor Satar Bawani, all the way from Singapore, who is the Chief Executive Officer of the Center for Executive Education, which is CEE Global. He's also the Managing Director, as well as Master Executive Coach and Facilitator with Executive Development Associates, Asia Pacific. Now, Satar is the Adjunct Professor and Member of the International Advisory Board of Curtin Graduate School of Business in Western Australia. He has over 30 years international business management experience including 20 years in executive coaching and leadership development with global management consulting firms, including the Hay Group, Mercer, and DBM. Now, Satter's work includes the professional development of women and ethnically diverse professionals and supports their growth as potential future leaders of their organizations. He is a fellow of the International Professional Managers Association, IPMA, and the Chartered Institute of Marketing. He's also a professional member of the Society of Human Resource Management and the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development. He's a practicing member of the International Coach Federation and International Association of Coaching. So with that wonderful background, I am really happy to welcome Professor Satar Bawani to the show. Hi, Satar. How are you? Hi, Jane. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me here. Yeah. Oh, well, it, it's it's so nice that, that um, you've agreed to come on. And I, I know it's around about five o'clock in the afternoon in Singapore, and it's about eight o'clock in the evening in Sydney. So thank yeah. you for your time. And I'd love to find out all about you and all the career changes and your career path. So how about, just to kick us off, could you tell us a little bit about your career aspirations in your early days, when you're a little boy or when you're a teenager or just in the <laughs> early days, okay? Well, well, in the in the 80s, my professional career started in the 80s when I was a medical sales rep, you know, um, selling pharmaceutical uh, products to doctors and hospitals uh, in Singapore mm. and subsequently in Malaysia. And over the years, uh, through my own hard work and uh, uh, effort, I've been managed to be promoted to be the sales supervisor, sales leader, sales manager, and my last role professional role uh, in healthcare was that of a marketing manager. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, so my interest in sales and marketing, uh, you know, has been for for about fifteen years, and my and that that led me to pursue, a, you know, a certificate in sales and marketing, a diploma in marketing for the Chartered Institute of Marketing in the UK, and I was subsequently subsequently accorded the the fe- uh, the fellow of the Chartered Institute of Marketing in the in the in the early nineties. Oh yeah. wow! So, so you had a sales and marketing background in the early days, and so, yes, yes. so very, very different from what you're doing now. So, how about tell us how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, um, today, you know, my role has been as you pro- as you know that I've been in, through introduction. Uh, you know, I've been involved in executive coaching, mm-hmm. uh, leadership development. But it all started in my last role in uh, with uh, a medical device company called Carl Zeiss Germany. It's a German company mm-hmm. which developed medical instrumentation. And in that role, one of my responsibilities is looking at developing uh, the sales team, sales and marketing team as a trainer, in-house trainer, and helping them to be able to equip the right skills to be able to, uh, you know, uh, uh, help the company to grow, and through that responsibility, that role, my passion in training and development uh, started. And I've attended programs, looking at uh, various, you know, uh, books that by authors like Zig Ziglar, Brian mm. Tracy, Tom Hawkins, you know, to just name a few, mm-hmm. and that really uh, allow me to develop a strong sense of purpose in trying to. Help people to be better. Help the in that at that point in time, the salespeople that I lead, the sales team within the organization, not only in Singapore across the region, but it's more about how to empower people, how to empower your team, uh, to help them to be more effective in what they do. And I used the, at that time I used the acronym called SGM to shape to guide and to mold them to be able to be effective what they do uh, as a, whether a sales professional or sales manager uh, through asking more questions, uh, getting them to discover within themselves the issue, the challenge they face instead of telling them the solution. Mm-hmm. And that actually, that leads me to my early days into the, uh, or early foray into the world of, uh, of coaching, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, so that's where coaching started, and of course, you know, over the years through other organizations that I, I work with, Mercury, Hay Group, uh, Mercer, and uh, DBM, uh, uh, through this organization, I've been given the opportunity to learn to be to develop my executive coaching. Uh, 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 practice my lit, uh, my coaching skills, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and how do I use that to help my client to be more effective as a leader, and help them to be able to 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 solve the day to day managerial leadership challenges, uh, and uh, that has been for the last twenty years, and that's been very satisfying, and I really enjoy that very much. Mm, I, I think with that with that sales background and especially transitioning into training as well, where I I, li- I like your SGM, the shape, guide, and mold. So that, that's that's a, a wonderful leadership term, really, isn't it? Mm, and yeah. I, and I expect that you know with all of that training and helping people to grow themselves and then working with more and more of the senior management, that must have really developed your interest in um, executive coaching and how to continue 
to help people to grow, uh, not so much to mold them, but just to assist them in their own journey. To absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you are absolutely right. When I was talking about SGM, mm. the molding part is more at the salespeople, the younger sales force. Yeah. At that time, is to help them to mold them to be great sales professional. Of course, over the years, when I moved into executive coaching, into leadership development, I think it's more about nurturing future leaders. It's about engage, helping them to discover, develop. And this way, I always see myself, in Jane, interestingly, mm. as a d- diamond uh, brilliant, you know, someone who, I would say, who is able to develop uh, a leader by, you know, by, you know, j- just like a diamond br- brilliant who <laughs> cut, shape, and polish the diamond, you know, the, or they call it the star facets, you know, polish them to be able to have the brilliance, the appearance of the diamond, which will affect, of course, the final cut, you know, mm. and the value of the diamond. Just like a leader, and I see myself as a coach, is to help the leader or the high potential leader or future leader uh, or the manager to be able to polish them to release their full mm. full potential. Oh, I yeah. really, I like that. I like yeah. that saying, diamond yeah. brilliantia. How beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why I see myself, and 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 I must admit, uh, it, it's been a tough journey over the years because, uh, you know, through my first executive coaching experience when I was in the Hay Group, working with uh, thought leaders like uh, Daniel Goldman, uh, Richard Boyazis, Annie McKee, who are the uh, experts in emotional and social intelligence. Because at that time, in the nineties, the mid nineties, when I was with Hay Group. It gives me the opportunity to work with global leading organizations like IBM, Pfizer, uh, organizations like Boeing and so forth. So that uh, really propelled me into the area of really uh, helping leaders to grow and learn from you know best practices and how organizations in Singapore and across the region can learn and help their leaders to be better. Mm. And, and, and my role to support them and and it's been both challenging and rewarding at the same time yeah I think I think your background and you know incredible education that you have as well has really positioned you very strongly to be a highly effective uh, executive coach leadership coach and, and uh, trainer well not so much a trainer anymore but really yeah. leadership and executive coaching but you've gone through quite a number of transitions as well and so I think yes. that must have really given you the in-depth experience to understand the challenges that leaders do have, uh, regardless of, you know, what their background may have been, whether it was in finance or marketing or sales Mm. or operations, and they get to that C level. Everyone experiences challenges when it comes to leading a team. Yes, Mm. Uh, absolutely, you're right. So whichever role that you play, I mean, as you move from role to role, and this is something I discovered when I was in in sales and marketing, moving to training and from training, moving to leadership development and HR, and then into coaching. And each time I transition to different role, uh, and there are different set of challenges uh, uh, that I face in different roles, obviously, because in terms of skills development, the the organizational challenge, the culture, mm. the, the dealing with different uh, personality, of course, you need to manage the politics of all. So, uh, but but at the end of the day, it's all about um, helping uh, your organization to be effective or your team to be effective by ensuring that you have the skills to be. Uh, 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 equip the skills, you need to be able to equip the skills to be able to lead the organization successfully. Now, that means it's all about self-development. It's all started with yourself. 
So you need to ask yourself, as you move to different roles, what does it take to succeed in that role? You know, we all talk about the first 90 days. It's all about self-awareness, about you need to know about the different stakeholders, who you need to be able to work with, whether your diary report, your boss, obviously, the most important is your boss. If you cannot manage your boss, and this is what I told all my coaches, the most important thing about in, in, in organizational development uh, is to be able to ensure that you understand and manage your boss effectively. Yeah, so, uh, so communication is the key, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then, and then, and of course, besides your boss, your other stakeholders, including your 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 peers, your direct report, and, and so forth. So you need to have a very good grounding as you move from one role. As I move, uh, talking about myself, as I move from one role to another, I always ask three questions: Do I understand my boss very clearly? What are his expectations? Do I understand his style of communication? And how do I, in what way do I need to flex or adapt to suit my boss when you're working? That's very important. Mm. Second, and sometimes you have more than one boss. If you're in a matrix organization, you work with different bosses, so you need to make sure you identify all of them, whether direct or indirect, whether it's dotted line or whatever. Second, again, the other stakeholders, your peers, that you need to negotiate for resources. That you do, you need to influence with the authority. These are the people you need to work with. And you don't have direct responsibility over them. And of course, your team will be easier because you 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 manage them. They report to you. You can influence greatly. So these are the different group, and and they start with you. You need to ask yourself: Do I have it? What it takes to do what? Is expected out of me. If no, what do I need to do differently? What do I need to uh, learn, uh, develop the learning mindset, the learning agility, and then be humble, you know, to be able to ensure that you you ask for help. And a lot of time, I do not have the answers. Uh, I, I learn, I ask for help, be humble, and that's how you grow professionally. Yeah, I think, I mean, you've coached um, many people I know, you know, different leaders from CEOs, senior vice presidents, high potential managers. Um, but then what advice might you give to someone who is on the track to COO or CEO or CFO and they're on the way up? If they've got multiple managers with multiple uh, communication styles and different expectations, how how do you coach them to to handle all the different personalities? Well, I, I think first and foremost, I think what is really important is to be able to, as I said, uh, understand when you look at the most of the leaders that I have uh, coached. One of the biggest challenges is that lack of self-awareness. Mm. Uh, or what do I mean by that? Uh, you know, they are not able to really understand the impact they have. Uh, their their style, their leadership style, their uh, uh, behavior onto the team, your into the organization. So they need to be able to learn and understand or have that self-awareness. Number one. But obviously, to address the blind spot, mm. you know, and, and many, many times, I, I don't blame them, they, they, they're unaware. They're yeah. unaware that as you move up the leadership hierarchy, you know, or if you, if I use Ram Charan, leadership passage, you know, as you move up the next the leadership pipeline, you know, the next level, the, there are significant difference in terms of uh, skills, values, uh, that you need to be able to demonstrate to be successful. Now, this is very challenging for many CEOs and C, uh, C, uh, potential, high potential CEO, COO, 
or any of the C-suite leader moving to the CEO role, they find it difficult to develop that uh, transition. Now, the reason because uh, they have been, uh, you know, used to doing uh, the same thing again and again, and most of them find it, look, why do I need to change? You know, um, and they tend to rely on the, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the belief that they will continue to be successful if they do what they've done in the past. And, and as Marshall Goldsmith says, you know, uh, what gets you here may not get you there. So mm-hmm. that's a bigger, stra- that's a bigger strap. Uh, and there's a Chinese saying, I remember one of my friends was reminding me, he said, to a person who has a hammer, everything else look like, looks like a nail, <laughs> you know? Yes. So, so, yeah, and, and this is important for leaders to remember. You cannot, you, you, uh, leaders will become successful. I look at some of the leaders I've coached over the years. They have been successful because they have developed this ability to question, to challenge their mindset, and to continuously challenge themselves by thinking, how do I adapt? How do I change and uh, you know this uh, my style or my situation to the new environment? Because if you fail to do that, if you fail to do that, then that would be uh, detrimental. Uh, it's a potential derailer. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. You know, I mean, especially these days in in such a, I mean, every organization is going through so much change constantly. I mean, the only constant really is change. And so I like that, that you challenge them to challenge themselves and then help them to find the way to adapt so that they can find the right solution. I, I know that certainly, you know, as, as a coach myself and, and, um, when you're coaching people, sometimes they think you're a consultant. It's like, okay, tell me yeah. what to do. But that's not the job of a coach, is it? Um, exactly, what do yeah. you do? Like one of the most challenging things I know as a coach is the coachee or the person that we're coaching wants us to solve their problems. How do you get around that? Yeah, that, that is exactly one of the challenge. I mean, I, uh, a coachee who costs consistently expect you to solve the problem. So this is what I do in the beginning, the first meeting that I, when I have a chemistry, we call it a chemistry mm. session where we have the opportunity to sit with the coachee to understand their challenge. And for us is to assess uh, the coachability of the coachee. And from the HR and the coachee person, that you, the, co- the coachee is the person that you're coaching. Mm. And from the coachee perspective uh, is about to assess whether uh, he or she wants to work with you. Do you have chemistry? Hence the name, the chemistry session comes, comes about. So, but for me is to assess the coachability. And this is where sometimes, uh, you know, one of the things that they, they believe, the mindset, uh, the mental model of this coach is that, hey, the coach role is to provide all the solutions, all the answers, which is what the consultant does. So I, I, from the, from the onset, I help them to understand what does, a coach do? What's my role? What's their role? What's their boss role as a sponsor? So that is very important. So what I do is to create the understanding of the or set expectations to speak. What are the different roles uh, each one of us play in the coaching engagement? So this is very important. So it's not about providing the solution, about creating the opportunity for the coachee himself or herself to develop a level of self-awareness within, within themselves to be able to solve the problem. So that they don't rely on me as a coach to continuously solve their problem, but they are more uh, independent, self-sufficient. Anyway, there's a saying, of course, you know, if you teach a man how to fish, you feed him for, or you feed him for a day. If you teach him how to fish, 
you will feed him for a lifetime. Mm. So this is about empowering and, and helping the individual to discover within themselves how to do it by themselves. Yeah, and you know what? One of the most exciting moments, or most rewarding moments for me, is when you you see that sudden aha moment, and you see yes. this little flash of like inspiration in their eyes when it's like. Of course, I knew how to do this all along, but then it's the coaching that's drawn it out. Now I can sense your passion and commitment to this this coaching satire, and I know personally that you're an excellent uh, executive coach. What would you say is the most rewarding aspect of your role? Well, I think the m- most rewarding when they come back to me, the coachy come back to me, or the CEO, if the coachy report to the CEO, they will personally feel back to me. Look, hey, I've seen a dramatic improvement. I've seen the impact that leader that you're coaching or the coachy has on the business results mm-hmm. or on their performance. So that's number one. This is the acknowledgement. Of course, there are many factors. Coaching only from part of it. There are many other factors will will influence results, but. But the recognition that the support the coaching has provided to the individual, the effort that he or she makes to implement the action plan, so that that is number one. I feel you know most satisfying, and I see uh, how they grow now. For most of the coaching over the I would say over the twenty years, perhaps the last ten years has been most um, rewarding in the sense that I work with mostly high potentials. And C-suite who have been identified to take on leadership leadership role. In other words, how do I groom these people? So most of them have been successful, uh, assuming a leadership, you know, uh, CEO or COO, or even move on to be uh, uh, chairman of the board of organization. And what I found uh, satisfying when they come back to me is, look, hey, uh, it really makes a difference. I've learned so much. I've uh, I used those skills that you have helped me. And it doesn't only help me professionally, especially in the area of emotional and social intelligence. It also helped me personally at my, at my home, my family, uh, dealing with my, my spouse, my children, my parents, my sibling. Uh, that is most satisfying. When it tells you that they, they, are, they are better person, they're better individuals, not only better leader, but it makes them better parent, better father, better mother. Mm-hmm. So brother, you know, son, uh, daughters, and so forth. So that gives me great satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see them transform and bloom, uh, you know, uh, grow. And uh, irrespective of whatever age, and uh, some of my coaches are in the 60s and some in the 70s who, over the years, they've never been given the opportunity. And then they um, welcome this opportunity to... To, to develop and still see, you know, um, the, the need to enhance their emotional and social intelligence skills and to develop their rapport, relationship with their, with their, not only at work, but of course socially and at the family. Mm. Coaching benefits in so many ways and Satar, your passion comes through so, so strongly. Now, tell me, as the Chief Executive Officer yourself of the Centre for Executive Education, tell me about the Centre for Executive Coaching, and all of your plans for 2017. Yeah, well, a, a Centre for Executive Education is a consortium of companies across the world that we come together to provide end-to-end solutions 
to help our uh, our client to equip their next generation leaders or next gen leaders mm. to be able to meet the challenges in the vocabulary. So that is the purpose. We have a very specific purpose uh, mission to help next generation of leaders. Now, Sajjah, uh, I yeah, need to to, yeah. to ask you now because not everybody who's listening will know what a VUCA world is. So VUCA, sure. talk us yeah. through that. Yeah, sure. VUCA stands for volatility, uncertainty, complexity, ambiguity, the state of the world today, that from the impact on business is phenomenal. If you look at uh, the election of Donald Trump, uh, you look at Brexit, these are black swan events which mm. we never expect to happen. So this is, uh, you know, uh, uh, very challenging times. So I uh, look at the currency, the, the fluctuation of currency, you look at the uh, convergence of market, look at industry, confluence of industry uh, between media, technology, if you look at how regulatory, uh, government, statutory, regulatory, that uh, each government, each country uh, impose, make it very complex for you to do business. Mm-hmm. And also, if you look at uh, consumer behavior, trend, uh, the different generation impose, that can make it very ambiguous in terms of how you're able to develop solution products to meet the different generations. So so the state of the the world, the business world has changed tremendously. So we need to equip our leaders with the skills uh, and, and uh, readiness to meet head on to be able to help the organization transform and lead, uh, lead them successfully through this VUCA world. Mm-hmm. So true. And you know what? The only constant is change, isn't it, Satar? Exactly, there will yeah. always be change. And as demonstrated by, honestly, Brexit, who would have thought? Um, and all the other world, yeah. world changes that have been, been happening or world events that have been happening recently. So now with the Center for Executive Coaching, Center for Executive Education, the, the plans for the future, what, what, what are the ones that are really making your heart sing and the most exciting for you? Yeah. Well, thank you. I think for the Center for Executive Education, which is the parent, I mean, the overall company that we have developed uh, uh, different units uh, 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 to help our different line of business. The Center for Executive Coaching is primarily helping organizations to develop uh, uh, internal capability. Mm. to train the leaders to be internal coaches, you know. Uh, that's one of the units. Of course, uh, we have a set of executive transition to help leaders to uh, to develop them to face uh, different leadership roles or, or what you call role-to-role transition and so forth. Uh, but generally, the Center for Executive Education, what we are trying to do is to help, as I mentioned earlier, how can we help organizations to prepare the leaders for the future? Yeah, and what we do is to look for coaches like yourself, in you know, uh, uh, experienced, seasoned practitioner who, who who wants to go into coaching or have developed uh, uh, their own practice who wants to join a network of established uh, coaching practice. Because EDA, our Executive Development Associates in the U.S., is one of the leading executive coaching firm in the U.S. And CEE represent EDA in Asia Pacific. And therefore, we continuously welcome and recruit coaches to join our panel. So our plans, uh, to, ask, to ask your question, our plans for 2017 is how can we continuously uh, develop or strengthen the panel of coaches and talent development consultant, OD consultant, to join uh, our uh, panel here in Asia, Pacific, 
and to to help our client. So it's a very exciting times uh, for us right now, uh, and also do, uh, in you know working in this turbulent time, I always see this as an exciting time to help organizing to meet those challenges. And they need good coaches, good consultant to help them uh, not only you know uh, uh, to to help the leaders, but of course also to to prepare them when the market turn around. You know, how do you then take the organization organization forward? Yeah, and I mean, leaders must be prepared for any eventuality or any of the changes that may be happening too. Now, I believe Absolutely. you have a series of very interesting webinars. Tell us about that, Setup. Yeah, sure. I think um, the idea of this webinar, because of this leading in the VUCA world that I just uh, mentioned earlier, so what we wanted to do is to help leaders to prepare for this, um, uh, what do you call that, the um, transition into this new business environment. How can we help the leaders to equip the skills? So we did look at uh, uh, research, contemporary research, based on what's happening in the U.S., especially in the U.S., because a lot of research has been done in terms of helping the leaders. So we, we study, and our, our own report, EDA, uh, published uh, every two years, Trend in Executive Development. And one of the uh, critical skills that's required in VUCA is called Cognitive Readiness. Mm. Uh, cognitive Readiness is a set of skills which combine both the uh, mental agility or cognitive uh, uh, um, uh, skills in terms of critical thinking, strategic thinking, innovation, innovative thinking, and so forth. And how do you use that complement with your emotional and social intelligence to help you to make uh, effective decision or help you to, uh, you know, uh, in your effort to to solve problems and making good de- good decisions. Yeah. So that that is the essence of uh, the program. So it's based on the CPR approach. It's contemporary. Basically, it's leveraged on the latest concept on uh, leading in the VUCA world. Second, it's, it's practical because it, it looks at examples, tools that you can immediately apply at the workplace at the end of the uh, uh, webinar. Third, is relevant because it's relevant uh, to the individual participant role as a manager, leader, and how can they help their organization to succeed. So this CPR, Contemporary Practical Relevant, is embedded in the webinar series. And uh, in this webinar, there are six topics. Let me just very quickly move to that. You can get it through our website, uh, ce-global.com. But the first webinar which we're going to conduct tomorrow is about leading the VUCA world. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, it's about uh, getting them ready for the VUCA world. And in next part, we talk about result-based leadership, how to develop your emotional and social intelligence skills to be able to support the leaders to be able to, leaders to be more effective to lead in a vocal world. The third one in March is about managing your critical talent, how to develop and support your talent in the vocal world, and especially the next gen, the Gen Y. How do you develop the Gen Y leaders? Uh, most of them are now starting to assume leadership role, uh, the middle management role. Uh, so how do you support them to be effective? So what are the sort of skills and practices in managing talent? The fourth is about coaching skills. How can you equip your leader with the coaching skills to help them to lead their team more effectively as one of the leadership style of uh, uh, that's effective by Daniel Goldman is what we call leadership uh, uh, style of managerial, uh, sorry, managerial leadership style of coaching. 
uh, to be more effective. And then number five is in me, we talked about inspiring your multi-generational workforce is Gen Y and Gen Z. Uh, again, is the next generation. How can you help and understand, you have your leaders to understand the differences and what are the ex expectations of these two new groups, Gen Y and Gen Z, uh, uh, that, that, that expects from the leaders. And lastly, in June, we talk about developing high-performing teams to compete in the VUCA world. What are some of the uh, competency skills that in, the, in the team that you need to, to develop a high-performing team uh, using what we call the score model that we have developed to succeed in the VUCA world. So sorry, it takes some, <laughs> a bit long. So these are the six webinars. As I said, the details can be found in our website. Mm, and and Sasha, what I'll do is I'll have the uh, the links in my show notes on janejacksoncoach.com so people yeah. can hop over there and click straight through it and find out more about it because leading in a VUCA world is it's such an essential skill to be able to develop in order to be able to stay ahead of the game as well and also to understand the uh, upcoming generations and the way that is the best way to lead them in order to uh, develop their full capabilities. So now Satar, what are your top three tips for success before we must leave you because I'm sure it's coming up for time for dinner in Singapore now. So <laughs> top three tips for success. Well, I, I thank you, Jane. I think the, as I mentioned earlier, to recap, I think the three things that I would strongly recommend everyone, including leaders who are going for transition and for everyone generally, uh, the ability to develop agility, you know, uh, learning agility, uh, uh, learn, unlearn, relearn, to always question and challenge yourself to develop new skills and knowledge, you know, that is very important. I think this is something where we need to learn. Of course, the Gen Y find it easier. But they, 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 they are used to, you know, the living on technology and you can be able to learn at any time on the go. So that's number one. Uh, be agile uh, and continue to develop yourself. Second is, to, as I mentioned earlier, is about because we are living in the VUCA world, we need to develop uh, effective cognitive readiness skills. I know what I mean by that. You need to learn about, well, most of us have the ability to develop critical thinking. That's good. Uh, strategy thinking. Innovative thinking, those are great, or lateral thinking. But what is important in to combine that with a very high level of uh, emotion, social intelligence, self-management, self-control about how do you uh, self-awareness uh, about your own strength, your your um, areas of development, and also uh, how do you leverage on social uh, uh, relationship, you know, relationship management. So that's very important to learn. And, and one book that I recommend. Uh, is working the emotional intelligence by Daniel Goldman. It's a very powerful book, and there are many Harvard Business Review uh, that articles on emotional intelligence by Daniel Goldman. Uh, and pick up any books on emotional social intelligence. Uh, third, I think the other tips I will I will I will recommend is uh, you need to continuously uh, develop a sense of humility by uh, asking yourself. It doesn't mean you need to know everything. There are times when uh, even me as a as an executive coach, I may not have the answers, and I always tell, or uh, as a consultant, I may not have the answers, or as a coach. And I always tell the leaders that you need to be able to uh, be humble enough to ask for help. Even for myself, there are situations where I come to my son, I mean, no, who is a Gen Y, who is able to provide insights into issues regarding technology, into what is happening in the real, uh, you know, in the social media, for example. So sometimes we need to be able to ask for help. 
be brave enough to ask for help and learn and keep an open mind. And you'll be, you'll, be, you'll be surprised what we can learn from the younger generation. Yeah, wise words, Satar, very wise words. Be agile, continuously reinvent and develop yourself, develop cognitive mm. readiness skills and develop humility. Humility is so important. No matter how amazing one becomes as a leader, that, that humility is, is what keeps you authentic, isn't it? Absolutely, so, absolutely. So what I'll do is on mm. my website, janejacksoncoach.com, in the show notes for this podcast, I'll have all of the links to CEE Global, um, yeah. as well as, you know, the link to CEE Global on LinkedIn. And I think yeah. this whole series of webinars are a must, must attend leading in a VUCA world. So, so certainly, uh, all of the links via ceeglobal.com will be, will be there. And I have to say thank you so much for your time, Satar. I've known you, I've known you for the past 16, 17 years now. And I've always yes, been yeah. so, so impressed because you you as a as a as a leader and a manager have been just really inspiring to me as well so thank you so much and My we'll have pleasure. to have you come back on the show i'd say in june after your yeah. series of amazing webinars and tell me how they all went yeah sure thank you thank you very much for having <laughs> me here jane thank you for this opportunity mm-hmm. and i hope uh, to be and i'm open to be you know uh, engaged and any of your audience want to find out more uh, you know, information that I can share. This is very important uh, sharing. And I, I must congratulate you. And I've been through some of your podcast interviews. I think it's a commendable effort for you to be able to get uh, impressive speakers, impressive uh, 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 guests uh, on your podcast interview series. And the effort that you're doing to share and for us to learn from one another, that's commendable. Oh. And I really appreciate I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome, Seta. And let me tell you, the biggest benefit is I'm having a lot of fun. It is so good to talk Absolutely. to people like you, and that's what makes the world go round. Yeah, so, it is very thank important. Thank you. <laughs> well, okay, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye, Seta. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. There are over 180,000 book titles to choose, so give it a go and get your free audiobook today from audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. 
Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.